Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630-CHAD. was on a show called James at 15 in like 1979-80 in around that time. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Jam-packed show. We'll set up everything for you in the second segment in this half-hour block. Uh, Kevin Weeks is going to join us in 23 seconds time from the NHL Network and ESPN. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque at 12.35. Boston Bruins uh, longtime beat reporter Joe Haggerty hacks with Hags at 105 and legendary NHL insider Bob McKenzie from TSN out with Bobby Margarita at 135 today into the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We'll tell you that the slot machines at the River Cree Resort are now open 24-7. More chances to play, more chances of winning non-stop excitement on the biggest gaming floor in Western Canada. Please enjoy daily dining specials for the more than 10 restaurants and bars. More information, reach out to RiverCreeResortCasino.com. Kevin Weeks for the NHL Network and ESPN for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication solar. We have exactly eight minutes and we welcome aboard from Connecticut uh, with ESPN as well as the NHL Network, soon to be an NHL president with a team next and nearest to you, Kevin Weeks. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing? Stop. I'm great. I'm great. Hopefully everybody's doing well out there in Alberta, too. What's going on? Well, what's going on? There's some, been some big changes. Uh, last uh, season, we <laughs> talked about Elaine Vignola's sister, uh, situation with Carter Hart. Vancouver Canucks have made a change as well since we last spoke. Uh, now Jim Rutherford sounds like he's coming aboard. Uh, let's start, I guess, with the team closest to us, Vancouver. Uh, what are your thoughts on the combination of Jim Rutherford and Gabby Bruce Boudreau? You know, I played for Jim. I've known Jim since I was in junior in the OHL. Him and Paul Maurice played against them for years in the OHL and then got to the National Hockey League. Did likewise. They traded for me, brought me to Carolina. I loved my run there. I loved our time there, our team, our group. Loved playing for them, loved working with them. Jimmy works exceptionally hard, loves the game, loves his staff, grassroots, played in the league as a fellow goalie, went back, learned the business, worked in the business under Mr. Carmanos. And, uh, you know, as I said, came from the OHL all the way up to the National Hockey League and is a Hall of Fame general manager as well. So uh, I love Jimmy. I've always loved him, always have a lot of respect for him. I think he'll be a nice add to Vancouver. I think he's going to be a calming add to a very passionate, uh, white-hot, sometimes a little over-bubbly, intense market. Uh, I feel the combination of him and Bruce will be good. I just finished work- working with Bruce. He owes me a commission check. 
uh, for all the shows that I did with him on the NHL Network this last this uh, this last month or the month I should say last year excuse me yeah. that we've had him on the NHL Network. So he better send a wire transfer to us for our commission. But I'm happy for Gabby, aka Bruce Boudreau. I'm happy for Jimmy. As I said, I think they bring a wealth of experience, but they'll also bring a wealth of positive wealth of positivity there. They need that. You know, it's as I said, it's an amazing. Passionate hockey market, long tradition, but there, there's also been a history of, of negativity and, and, you know, whether that's towards players, coaches, whoever, GMs, what, I think that those guys with their combined experience and the fact that Jimmy has three Stanley Cup rings and he's been in four Stanley Cup final, uh, I think that pretty much, uh, that, that's great Teflon for anybody going in there, and I think they're, they'll be in really good hands with them. All right, to the Philadelphia story. Uh, you nailed it last year. You told me there was a chance the situation may not be able to resolve itself with Elaine Vigneault. That came to fruition this year, and I realize they haven't had Ryan Ellis, but man, oh man, I think they're on like a 9 or 10 game losing streak. He gets whacked. Um, Mike Yo is in there on an interim basis. What do you think is going to transpire? First of all, are you surprised that Philadelphia was forced to make the move they did? And secondly, is there a solution? Is there a name out there that makes sense to go in there and help that organization out as a head coach? Yeah, I think it took too long. I really do. I didn't like that combination going in. You had three former head coaches. And now Ambino, who's been an excellent coach, coach in this league a long time, had a lot of success, brought teams to cup final, uh, obviously and based on his experience. In Vancouver, for example, getting to that cup final with the Rangers as well. But the fact that they had him, Terry and Yo, as that have all been head coaches, I just felt like there was too much of that from that experience standpoint. And also, too, you know, my big challenge in, in our league and in our sport is if you're old school, like a Jimmy Rutherford, for example, you still have to have some new school to you. You still have to be able to relate to today's players. This is an NHL 1985 where you can kick players, yell at them behind the bench, kick them, you know, slap them on the shoulder and do that kind of stuff. It's, it's a different world right now yes. that we live in. Yep. And you need contemporary leadership. You need contemporary leadership. Uh, ally Rod Brindamore. And Philly should have gone hard after Rod Brindamore this offseason. I said that all last year. He's a former Flyer. He's a Flyer Hall of Famer. I felt he would have been a perfect fit. They didn't. He ended up resigning for a discount price in Carolina for personal personal reasons to him which i'll respect because we're boys coach of the year but then they, now they have the opportunity to bring in rick tockett or john tortorella who i'll be working with in about 50 minutes on espn so you know i know talk i i played for torts i think either one of them could be a good fit there in philly talk obviously was an amazing player had a great career a very good coach if you talk to Sidney crosby chris letang phil kessel any of those players that have played for talk, they'll have great things to say about him, especially during the time in Pittsburgh and what they're able to do. He was a big part of their success. So uh, I see this being for the Philly situation, and I was in touch with Rick Tockett recently, as in last night, and I'll literally be sitting aside John Tortorella in 50 minutes. So I think either of those two guys would be a really ideal fit for the Flyers going forward. Here's the biggest thing, Stoff, and for the listeners. Anytime you go into Philly, and I played against those guys, you know, since my American League year when they used to have the AHL Philly Phantoms at 20 or 19. Yeah, 20. Anytime you play in Philly, you get, you know, you're going in there. You're going to get run in the boards. They're going to play you hard. They're going to play you honest. They're going to play you mean. They're going to play you tough. And over the years, they've had players that are skilled players too, be it Lindros, the Legion of Doom, you know, be it other players that they've had in their group, Mike Richards, Jeff Carter, over the years, Simone Gagne. Yeah. 
played hard, you know you're going to get peppered in the first period. And now I watch the Flyers to just no identity. They don't compete hard enough. Agreed. They're not hard enough on pucks or bodies. So I'm curious to see where this goes. Final, uh, very quickly, as a small trade, but partially as a result of what occurred with Chicago. Not that this player replaces Jujar Kara, but maybe the response was some of the intimidation that went on with the Rangers, who are now a tough team with Ryan Reeves and Trouba the last couple nights. But the uh, Chicago Blackhawks have just acquired Curtis Gabriel in a trade from the Maple Leafs organization. This is a player that uh, I thought Edmonton might want to look at if they're only going to play a left wing five minutes a game. Very quickly on the Oilers, they've dropped three straight. Was I mean, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to go 48 and 15 to start the year. They were 16 and five to start the year, especially since they didn't have their number one goaltender, Mike Smith, or, you know, three quarters of their top four deep. Inevitable, or is there something wrong right now with Edmonton from what you see when you're working the games? I think it's inevitable. I mean, you know, you got to give the other teams credit too. And Kenny Holland, just based on his expertise and his experience, I'm sure he sees that. And the same thing for Tip and the coaching staff. Um, you know, they, they just have to continue to do the things that they've done that give them a chance to be a really high-end team in this league, which is really good on the penalty kill, really good defensively. Uh, they're great on the power play, as you know. They've got the game breakers at Connor and Leon. And all things being equal, a healthy Darnell being back will help them too. I thought Cam Talbot was great back up at Edmonton. He was. Against the Oil the other day. He was awesome. That was a big return for him because uh, the Oil really gave him his chance to become a number one. I mean, his first year there, he was amazing. So uh, I just thought it was inevitable stuff. It's just a matter of time. As long as the Oil continue to stay committed to the things they've done to make them the team they are, they'll be fine. Kevin, we appreciate you fitting us in. Uh, have a good show today, and we'll touch base next week. Anytime, buddy. Thanks so much. Happy holidays to everybody back in Alberta, too. Thanks, buddy. You bet. That's Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network and ESPN for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. The show Twitter account is at Oilers Now. You can reach me, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Brendan with two E's, Escott at two T's. We're going to take a two-minute timeout, come back with the top story, the game day lineup report, and the Oilers Now Audio Vault. It's 12-16 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 12-18 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place, where tonight the Edmonton Oilers take on the Boston Bruins, who lost 2-1 in a shootout last night in Vancouver. As we go to our top story, which is presented... Uh, daily here on Oilers Now by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Top story, Cody Cece on the ice. Um, And I got to tell you, to be honest, I thought maybe Saturday he'd be in. Looks like, based on morning skate today, he is in today. Here's what the Oilers rolled with as we go to our game day lineup report brought to you by Craig Hummel. At REMAX Excellence, find your dream home. List your old home soul today, edmonton.ca. Connor McDavid up front with Zach Hyman and yes, Apoliari. Uh, McDavid in his career, 12 points in eight games against Boston, plus seven. Leon Dreisettle with RNH and Yamamoto. Dreisettle, six goals, 12 points in 12 games, plus five against the Bruins. McLeod with Fogel and Cassian. Derek Ryan 
with Devin Shore and Col- uh, Colton Sevier. So the same four lines that the Oilers, and they were pretty good 5v5 against the Minnesota Wild the other night. Uh, the extra forwards were Benson and Turris. Nurse was with Bouchard. Russell was with CeCe. Niemalainen was with Barry. Lagason with Broberg. If the Oilers activate Cody CeCe, and it does look like that's going to be the case, my guess is Philip Broberg will be returned to the minors. they got to get him back playing and playing lots of minutes. By the way, Stuart Skinner was in the starter set. He will start in goal for Edmonton. Skinner 2-4 and four this year, 2.70 goals against average, a 9.21 save percentage. The Oilers' power play is on a 1-for-16 run, and it has watched it uh, dip since their game against the Pittsburgh Penguins from 37.7% down to 32%. Uh, They're still first in the league at 32%. Uh, and lengthy conversation before practice started between Glenn Gullitson and Connor McDavid and about a five-minute conversation between Dave Tippett and Tyson Berry on the ice today. So, uh, again, uh, that's what the orders are rolling with. Here is what we think Boston, uh, maybe a slight... Well, what we'll do is we'll go with what Boston went with last night. Patrice Bergeron centered Brad Marchand um, and David Pasternak. They, of course, call out the perfection line. Why not? Brad Marchand, the third highest scoring player in the National Hockey League since the 16-17 season behind Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle. Marchand is plus 247 in his NHL career. He's got 15 points in 17 games against the Oilers. Uh, Bergeron, seven-time 60-point score. Pasternak, 34, 35, 38, and 48 goal seasons in the NHL. His shooting percentage is down a little bit lower, uh, lower this year than it has been in the past. Former Edmonton Oiler Taylor Hall, off to part of the challenge for Boston. We'll have this conversation coming up with both uh, Louis DeBrus because he watches the Bruins play a lot, and Joe Haggerty. Boston's second-line center position. They haven't replaced David Krejci, but at Coyle with Taylor Hall and Riley Smith. Last night, they had Frederick with uh, Eric Hall up and uh, Foligno. Uh, you could see Jake DeBrus get moved up. Hall up play in the middle there uh, with Foligno and possibly Frederick down with Curtis Lazar. They had Oscar Steen in the lineup. I think he took a cross-check late in that game, a six-round pick out of 2016. Derek Forbert, former LA first-rounder with uh, Charlie McAvoy. Matt Grizzlick with Brandon Carlo and Mike Riley with Connor Clifton on defense. Last night it was Jeremy Swayman. I think we might be looking at Linus Olmark today. The Bruins will have an availability later in the day. They did not skate today at Rogers Place. Boston's 21st in the league in goals for Edmonton is 4th. Boston's 6th in the league in goals against Edmonton's 20th. The Oilers 1st in the power play, 6th in PK. Boston's 6th in the league in the power play, 7th in PK. Boston's good on face-offs, and Edmonton's had some challenges against face-off teams, good good face-off teams, because you got to go get the puck. Uh, Bruins are 3rd in the league at 54.5, Edmonton 7th at 52.7. That is your game day lineup report brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home, list your old home. Sold today, Edmonton.ca. As we blast off into the orders now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray. Well, there's a lot of work today on a, yesterday was a CBA mandated off day. A lot of work on the power play. Zach Hyman had these comments on keeping the PP fresh. And I mean, I think you always have the advantage, obviously, being five on four. So even if the PK knows what you're going to do, you have different looks and different options. So you can you can make a read and, and make an adjustment uh, in play. It's just about staying patient and, and, you know, we have a lot of confidence in, in the power play and, and our ability to capitalize. And it's just about not getting frustrated and just sticking with it. All right.
Uh, Dave Tippett, Oilers head coach, also added some additional thoughts on jump starting the power play. Well, we're just looking at different things in our game. You're always working on things that you want to can become a factor in the game. You know, we've been doing that all along. We thought we took some steps ahead last game. There's still some areas that improve. And the, every game is different. You go through, you know, we had a bunch of power plays last game. Early in the year, that was deadly for us that we got power plays in come through so so there's things that there's experiences you go through in games like that that you work off when that doesn't go right what else happens right so you're you're trying to build your game all the way through it and we have those conversations with players about that all the time dave Tippett also uh line and paired with barry this may not be just a short-term solution might be something to watch even once uh duncan keith who did has skated the last couple days uh still a little ways away uh for edmonton again cody cc back cc had a goal and assist when these two teams the Oilers and the bruins met earlier in the season but nima linen could see some more time with barry dave tippett had these thoughts on what's keeping nima linen in the lineup physical range yeah he's uh he's a guy that he was in the discussion when the first group of guys came up and uh then we got another injury, so he was he uh, came up after. But he's come in there. He's uh, he's an interesting player. He plays with a real purpose, you know, and a, a big, strong guy. We like his range, his uh, his puck movement. Is I think it will continue to improve. So we're just going to continue to look at him and see how he uh, see how it pans out. Um. Zach Hyman, of course, uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs for a number of seasons, and they lost twice in the playoffs against Boston. And maybe if Nazem Kadri had kept us cool, they might have beaten the Bruins in both those series. You never know. Nazem Kadri is a hell of a player. Uh, but here's Hyman's thoughts on the Boston Bruins. Yeah, you're definitely familiar with, with the way that they play and the players that are over there. And um, definitely, I mean, I think just a personal rivalry, I guess, you know, just having played them so much and played them in big games and, and being on the wrong end of it. So, um, you know, you have a lot of respect for the guys that are there and what they're able to do, and you, you're aware of their abilities. And I think uh, for me, it's just, you know, for our team now, you know, we're, we, we want to get back on the right track, and this is a good team and a good test for us. All right, again, the Oilers uh, have dropped three straight games, 16-8 and eight in the season. They are 9-3 and three here at Rogers Place. Uh, there's been some entertaining games against Boston. Uh, Boston's got very good shot metrics, second in the league in shots for, fourth in the league in shots against, uh, plus 7.7 shots per game, and yet they're 21st in the league in offense. Uh, they're going to break out at some point. There's no question about that. In the Oilers' case, they've scored just five goals in the last three games. They're still fourth in the league, averaging 3.54 goals per game. Into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and his staff company branded apparel products and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back in the 630 Chad Studios, here's Brendan Escott. Nine other games around the league tonight. Toronto is hosting Tampa. Montreal welcomes Chicago. Calgary entertains Carolina. And Winnipeg visits Seattle. Our coverage following the 530 News tonight on 630 Chad. Puck drop between the Oilers and Bruins at 7. Vancouver Canucks have officially hired former Penguins GM Jim 
Rutherford as the uh, president and interim GM of the Canucks. Uh, unclear uh, who or when the timeline, I guess, is for the GM replacement, but that's a pretty significant signing, obviously, in the Pacific Division. After the threat of being locked out of the Gila River Arena, the Arizona Coyotes have reportedly settled up on some unpaid bills and taxes. A report on Wednesday said the franchise owed the city about a quarter of a million dollars in unpaid taxes for use of the arena. Bakersfield is scheduled to visit Colorado tomorrow night. I don't know if that one's changed based on the COVID situation. Uh, the Oil Kings cashed in three times on the power play, knocked off Winnipeg 3-2 on the road last night. Second time this year, Edmonton has bested the number one ranked ice. Now uh, 19-4-3. This road trip will continue for the Oil Kings, but without their star players, neighbors, Gunther, Kosa, Gooley, they're all in Calgary now for Canada's uh, selection camp. The Oil Kings will play in Brandon tomorrow and again in Winnipeg on Saturday. We'll mention as well the WHL Bantam draft is ongoing today. Bob, we'll have more on that coming up in the prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Great stuff. 12-28. I know there were no Edmonton kids taken with the top 10 overall picks in the draft. Uh, 12-28 in Edmonton. Uh, We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back for GCL Diesel, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque, you're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.